Hi everyone, welcome to Lola's Frugal Life. This is episode number 291. Today we're gonna be talking about improving your financial habits. So please stick around for a few quick words from our sponsor and we'll get right into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, so today I wanted to talk about improving your financial habits. So a habit is just a regular tendency or practice. Sometimes habits are hard to give up or hard to make changes to. And we have habits with how we eat each day, maybe we have habits with how we do our dishes or our laundry, we might have habits with how we take care of our teeth or our overall health. Um, But in addition to these habits that we normally think of when we're looking to improve our habits, we also have financial habits. So financial habits are those things that we've developed the way we relate to how we interact with money. And sometimes you'll hear people say, oh, I'm just not good with money, and they don't really maybe put as much effort in to making changes to that as they could. Because just like other habits that I mentioned with eating or exercising or things like that, Financial habits can be changed and improved just like any other habits can be. So just like when we change other habits, we wanna start small. So whether you have minor changes you'd like to make or you feel like you have major improvements needed, you still wanna start small because it's really difficult to get habits to stick when we try and make dramatic changes. Often what happens is we go from one extreme to another and then it might last a little while with our new way and then we just give up because it's too difficult to maintain that dramatic change in our life. So we kind of go back to how we were doing things before and forget the whole thing. But when you make small changes, they're much easier to manage and really develop them into habits. And once you've made a small improvement, it's now part of your regular habits and then you could take another small step to continue improving whatever that habit is that you're trying to work on. And most of us can usually improve somewhere, even if it's just to get us a little bit better. So today I'm just gonna talk about some financial habits that we can maybe think about and decide if there's any that we might wanna try to improve on. So the first one is tracking your spending. Tracking spending is one of the most basic financial habits because so many things depend on tracking your spending. Without knowing what you're spending, it's very difficult to have a realistic budget. So it kind of, um, you know, it's kind of like the starting point. Like if you're not, if you don't have good habits to track your spending, you don't know um, how to budget, and then you're probably not sticking to a budget because you're not really sure of what your expenses are, and then your savings might not be good because you don't know what you're spending. So it all kind of relates Like one of the main starting points is kind of tracking your spending. So maybe think about like how often do you track your spending? If you wait too long in between each time you record your expenses, it takes more time to do and it's also difficult to remember what your purchases were for. And then if you get too far behind, it can become too much to deal with and then you might just stop altogether because it can get like such a huge undertaking. So 
If you'd like to get better at tracking expenses, maybe consider setting up a specific time to do it. Um, if you try and pick a time that you know there will be typically never a conflict, like I, I, I try and take a few minutes in the morning before work or at night before bed because I know there's not going to be anything else going on at that time. It's not like we're going to have an event to go to or a doctor's appointment or whatever. It's a time that pretty much usually nothing's ever going to be going on. So I, I know I can keep up with it. And I find that by updating expenses quickly on a daily basis is so much easier for me than doing it weekly because everything's fresh in my mind and I don't have to spend time thinking about what we purchased at some particular store. Um, you know, and it just makes life easier. So by developing that habit of just sitting down each day, that's helped me a lot. Maybe you have a much better memory than I have and you could do it weekly. It's more just about establishing a habit so that it's something that you can keep up with on a regular basis so that you're able to um, keep better uh, you know, budgets and other financial plans because you kind of are on top of what you're spending. And I'm certainly not saying that there's not times I fall behind. It's not like every single day I'm sitting down and, and doing my expenses, but by creating a habit of doing it most days, it just makes it much easier to stay on top of our expenses. So just find what works for you if that's an area that you need to improve on or you would like to improve on. Another um, financial habit is creating and maintaining your budget. So some people might, might not consider um, budgeting to be like a habitual task, but really it is something that you need to um, build some good, good habits around because unfortunately a budget isn't something you create and then just follow it. Um, you know, once you've created a budget, it needs to be maintained frequently if you want to stay on track. Because even when we have a really good handle on our expenses, there is almost always something that comes in different than we expected. And it doesn't even necessarily mean that your costs came in higher than you thought. It could also be that you have an increase in income or an expense came in lower than you expected. If you have a um, good habit of maintaining your budget, you can adjust for these changes that have occurred. Um, because, you know, you don't want to have, even if, like I said, you have extra income or you have... Um, uh, low expense come in lower, you know, that's important information to know because maybe that can go towards something else you wanted to save for or maybe it can offset the cost of something that came in higher than you expected. So it's it's getting in the habit of looking at how you're tracking to your budget and making those adjustments. For me, what I found um, the easiest way to make this a habit is to do it as I go. So like when I'm recording my expenses and income, um, you know, on a daily basis or, or reconciling my checking weekly or whatever, like as I record things against my budget, I'll update the budget as needed. So like if I see, um, I don't know, our insurance bill changed to a new amount, I'll go ahead and update that amount going forward. And then I can see right then like, oh, we're going to need to adjust something because this is more than I thought it was going to be. Let me look at the budget and see what else I can adjust. Because if you let your budget get too out of sync with reality, it won't really serve its purpose anymore because it's no longer a true picture of your financial activity. So you want to try and develop some habits of regularly looking at that and making adjustments as needed so that the budget is still a useful tool that you wanted it to be. Another financial habit we can work on is our savings habits. So there are so many different types of savings. Um, we can have savings for emergencies, for retirement, for college, for a new car. 
Um, we could be saving for, for smaller things like saving up for an annual subscription fee, vet visits, car maintenance, and on and on. And when there are so many things that we could be saving for, it can feel overwhelming to get started. So if you don't yet have good saving, savings habits for these various types of things, it might be best to maybe just pick one or two types of savings to get started on to develop your savings habits. As an example, maybe you might wanna decide, okay, first I'm gonna focus on emergency savings and retirement savings. And then that way it's kind of a little bit more scaled down and it's not so overwhelming. You just have one or two things to kind of focus on and build habits on that and then you can start venturing out into those other types of savings once you have that in place. If you can automate your savings, it doesn't really take that much work then to get the habit started because it just kind of does itself. Um, but the work is that the habit part of it is in making it a regular practice to look at what you're saving, make sure you're saving um, how much you want to be if you can and how much you can afford in your budget. And then really kind of paying attention to your budget as you go forward to see if and when you decide you want to increase those savings. So it's really just about kind of keeping in mind and having habits where you're looking at your savings, determining what you want to be putting away, and then making sure that you're putting away as much as you're able to based on those goals that you have. Another, um, another area that habits, that a habit that can really impact us is impulse spending. So we want to try to curb impulse spending as much as we can. And impulse spending is probably one of those financial habits that some of us really struggle with. And this is because it is spending that we do on impulse. So when we make an impulse purchase, often we're not really thinking too much about it. We just spend the money. Um, it's something that just sounds like a great idea at the time. Um, so we can definitely work on habits to help curb impulse spending. One of the most common habits that's usually talked about and probably the most effective is to implement a waiting time before making a purchase. So basically by deciding that you'll give yourself a waiting period, even if it's only 24 hours, it forces you to take some time um, to think about the purchase you're gonna make. And very often 24 hours after the initial excitement has worn off, you may have even already forgotten about the item altogether. So impulse spending can really negatively impact our budgets, but if we take time to work on our impulse spending habits and really try and um, put some controls in place, we can usually make some really positive um, changes in that area relatively easily. Another um, habit is related to sinking funds. So years ago, I had no habits related to identifying what expenses required sinking funds. I don't think I even had any idea of what a sinking fund was or even realized that I should be saving up short term for certain things. A sinking fund is really just putting money aside for an upcoming expense. So when I do my budget, I determine how much money needs to be put aside for future expenses. That's what I do now. In the past, when it was time to say maybe take my dogs to the vet, I'd go to the vet, pay several hundred dollars, and then try to figure out where that money was going to come from. And often it would go on a credit card and then I would try and pay it off later. So over time, I wound up making it a habit to identify whenever one of those types of expenses came up. Like instead of it just happening and then moving on, I would say, oh, this is one of those things that I need to start saving for. 
And once I identify them, I determine how much I need to put aside on a weekly basis to cover the expense when the time comes. So at first I had very few, um, but over time I've developed a lot because I really try and make sure that each time one of these things happens, I start saving up for it. And by doing this, my weekly budget for discretionary spending shrunk a lot. Um, you know, a big piece of our weekly spending budget goes to putting money aside for these future expenses. But the reality is that the money isn't coming from anywhere else. So in the weeks that these things happen, we will not suddenly have some other source of income to cover the cost. So by having the savings, it really, um, it just makes life so much easier because I was like, oh, okay, we have to take the dogs to the vet. All right, well, I have the money put aside already. So it's not like I'm trying to scramble to figure out where the money's coming from. So by making it a habit to really try and identify those things and deal with them as they come up for the future, even if you know you didn't have the money for it this time, now you know and now you've identified it so you can start saving up so that next year or in three months when it comes up again, you'll have the money set aside. Another um, area is minimizing debt. So developing habits to stay out of debt or to keep debt to the smallest amount possible are so important. Um, Some aspects of the habits around debt often relate to our mindset, um, but we can often make major improvements to the amount of debt we have just by deciding to avoid it whenever possible. And I know that that's not always possible. I'm saying whenever possible. There's certain things that we might put on a credit card that we really don't need to put on a credit card. Um, you know, say we can't afford to be going out to dinner, but we decide to just go out to dinner anyway and put it on a card. I don't know, in my opinion, that's not the best choice. If we don't have an emergency fund and we have a major car repair needed, that might be a situation where we have to put it on a credit card. So I'm not going to say, you know, you need to not have debt at all. Um, ideally, we don't want to have debt, but it's more about the mindset of really making good decisions about if you really truly need to go into debt for something or not. So even just kind of creating that mindset can have a big impact. But as far as habits go, um, there's most of our other financial habits that we've already talked about, those all really play a major part in staying out of debt. If we have good expense tracking habits, we know if we're spending too much. So that allows us to curb our spending so that we can avoid spending more than we have available, which would then cause us to go into debt. Um, Good budgeting habits also keep us out of debt because we can see how much we actually have available to spend and try and stay within that amount. Savings habits um, help us stay out of debt because we can utilize savings to purchase things that we might have otherwise put on a credit card. And this can be for discretionary things that we've saved up for, like a vacation, but it can also be for emergencies. If, if we have good emergency fund savings habits um, in place, we will have some money aside to help us not have to use debt when something comes up that we need to pay for in, in an emergency situation. And if we have good habits in place related to limit our impulse spending, that has a big impact on our likelihood to go into debt also. So if we can work on our other financial habits first and then just kind of have that mindset of trying to stay out of debt as much as it's actually possible, that will really help towards developing um, a whole good habit and lifestyle of staying out of debt so that we can limit our debt. So just to kind of summarize, there are so many pieces to developing good financial habits. 
So just remember to take it slow and do what you can. Most of us have areas that we would like to improve on in this area. So just don't have that feeling that it's just too much or you're just not good at it. Just start small. Um, And even if you are good at it, like we all usually want to improve something. So just pick one area that you'd like to improve on the most and then just pick one aspect of that area that you can work on. Because improving habits is a slow process. So if we just work on it and try and make little um, improvements over time, you'll get there and you'll see in the long run that you'll wind up getting better and better at these types of things over time. It just takes time and practice. And the more you work at it, the better you will get and the easier it will usually get. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Don't forget you can email me with any questions or suggestions at lolasfrugallife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at lolasfrugallife. I have a blog post for each of my episodes on my website at lolasfrugallife.com. We also have a private listeners group at facebook.com slash groups slash Lola's Frugal Life. And if you enjoy the show, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen from. And I would really love it if you would screenshot the show and tag me on Instagram so that I can see you're listening. Also, if you could take a couple of seconds to rate and review the podcast, that would be really helpful to me. Those ratings and reviews are what help boost the show in search results when people are looking for something like this to listen to. Also, if you're interested, there is a link in the episode details to financially support the podcast. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a really awesome day. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If there is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available to you locally. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lola, that's Better H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Lola's Frugal Life listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Lola.